1: Who's arrived on the scene, and that is the prospect of a hung parliament. Now, this chatter has been largely driven by the local elections in which the Tories got absolutely battered. Oof. But Labour didn't do as well as they hoped, and the Lib Dems and the Greens actually did far better than they could even have dreamt of. So, what this showed was there's a large majority of this country want the Tories. Out on the air, which makes sense because they trash the country um but they're not sold the British public on Keir Starmer and if i'm honest i more than empathize with the great British public on all of those counts now i actually think a labour majority is still pretty likely given the extent of self uh, Tory self-destruction three prime ministers one term unfortunate um one forced out right after epic scandal the other after trashing the economy and sending mortgage payments Hiking, uh, hi. An hi. Uh, unprecedented cost of living crisis, collapsing public services, and the Scottish nationalists having a bit of a mare, all truth be told. Now, Starmer is nothing, if not a lucky general, given all of that. But if inflation falls and Starmer's general unpopularity, his ratings are poor, despite getting the easiest ride from the media of any Labour leader since Tony Blair, um, if that cuts through, then who knows? I mean, an election's a year away, probably, at least, maybe more. Um, now, I wrote a column this week arguing that a hung parliament would actually be a good idea, contrary to all the all the kind of noise about it being disastrous and and, and about it being chaotic. Oh, can't have chaos in this country. Can, imagine that. Could you imagine? Chaos. Awful. Oh, it's like, thank God we avoided that after the Tories won their 80-seat majority. We've just had stability, tranquility... Ever since, politics be really... D- you get the gist. Ludicrous, clearly, to suggest chaos is something we are protected from by a government with a massive majority. Hasn't really worked out that, has it? Now, um, my column caused uh, some of Starmer's online army, who are really balanced, calm, reasonable people, as you will see, to go ape. Uh, but here's my argument. We obviously need the Tories out... Um, You'd expect me to say that. My entire career is pretty much based on arguing it's the Tories and Tory ideology. My beef with Labour is when they get too close to the sorts of ideology that the Tories represent and don't offer a proper alternative to it. Um, I think the Tories are a cancer in our body politic and they need to be extinguished permanently, just to be brutally honest about it. Um, Now, Starmer's not only jettisoned... um, talking about why I don't want a Labour majority. I obviously don't want a Tory majority. I'd settle for a Labour majority if the alternative is a Tory majority, obviously. Um, and I still think that those of us who are on the progressive side of politics would have more leverage over that than we would over Conservative government. But that aside, someone's not only jettisoned the promises he made to become Labour leader, he hasn't got a vision for the country in its place. Having been aid on these promises, we know that Starmer isn't going to increase taxes on the rich and big business. So how on earth is he going to pay for the necessary massive public investment at collapsing services and disintegrating infrastructure needs? We know he's not going to bring utilities under public ownership. We know he's not going to reverse privatisation in the NHS. He said he would extend private sector involvement in the NHS. We know he's not going to keep stop stop saddling our young with debt because they dare to dream to a university education all of us benefit from as a society. We know he's not going to reverse horrendous Tory laws like the Public Order Act, which attacks the right to protest, or laws attacking migrants and refugees. So why do I think a hung Parliament would be best? So, I mean, firstly, I think extending British democracy would happen under that uh, Parliament. Um, The Tories have tried to attack the right to vote. That's what Voter ID, as Jacob Rees-Mogg admitted was all about, restricting the right to vote. What that would mean is if we had a majority in Parliament of Labour MPs, SNP MPs, Lib Dem MPs, Green MPs, and um, then there's a majority for votes at 16 and 17, expanding the franchise, and for giving uh, EU citizens who are resident here the right to vote, that would extend the franchise always got oh no, all that hurts us. Well, yeah, because look, in your case, Tories, what benefits you is restricting democracy. It's 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 your own fault that expanding democracy hurts you because you've alienated all the people who would suddenly have the vote because you haven't taken any interest in, for example, the prospects of the young. In fact, you've just made them actively worse. Uh, Secondly, a key point, proportional representation becomes a possibility. Starmer made Labour members think he supported PR when he stood for leader, then reneged on that, classic Starmer. The only chance of a referendum um, on PR is a hung parliament. And that means we could finally have a parliament that represents the broad spectrum of views of the British public. And we don't have, A, because actually if you're a centre-right, kind of European-style centre-right Tory, you don't like the hard right take over the Tories, well, you could both have your own parties. Um, And two, you know, people who believe in public ownership, scrapping tuition fees... Increasing taxes on the rich, you know, more radical action on, on the environment, uh, workers' rights, we could go on. They would have representation as well. Um, it also would mean in a hung parliament a repeal of Tory laws would be more likely, given Starmer's ruled out, for example, repealing the Public Order Act. Now people are oh, you love the Lib Dems, do you? oh you? love I, I actually really actually have quite a lot of contempt for the Liberal Democrats who allied with the Tories in in the coalition and sent this country into the abyss, frankly. They're not progressive. I just don't think they're any worse than the Labour right. They're probably not as right-wing, certainly on paper. I mean, what the Lib Dems really believe in is is, is, a, is a open question. Um, you know, the Labour right's critique of Ed Miliband was that he didn't commit to austerity enough and to cutting pu- and the welfare state. As soon as Labour lost in 2015, the Labour Party whipped its MPs to abstain on the massive cuts to the welfare state that George Osborne then ushered in after the 2015 Um, election. So, you know, Labour went into the 2010 election promising bigger cuts than Thatcher, and they promised to halve the deficit over one parliamentary term, which is in practice what the coalition did. So, you know, I don't trust these people. I think they're right wing, all of them. Um, And, you know, if, if I think about these sorts of Labour politicians, this morning, the chair of Water UK, they're the body representing the literal shit show of the water industry, was on TV championing the water companies ripping us off and letting sewage flow into our water supplies. Who am I talking about? Ruth Kelly, former New Labour cabinet minister. Um, She's one of many New Labour ministers to go through what is called the revolving door, uh, ending up working for, here's a partial list, gambling companies, private health companies, arms companies, actual bailiffs, not a joke. And many of the people around Starmer are clearly the same sorts of people and they will end up in the same place using the prestige they got from elected politics uh, to end up working for some of the most obnoxious vested interests in the country. How can you possibly think these sorts of people are driven by a passion to transform the country in the interests of the majority of people and redistribute wealth and power? Well, here's the thing, they're not interested in that whatsoever. And therefore, I don't think to myself, well, you know, pff, the Lib Dems uh, would put uh, a b- block on that. You know, if we had a hung parliament, with the Labour government offering the sorts of policies Jamie Corbyn's leadership had offered public ownership, scrapping tuition fees, extending workers' rights, redistributing wealth and power through tax. The Lib Dems would have blocked that, but that's not an offer under Starmer. So, what exactly are we talking about that's going to be blocked? That's progressive. More to the point, if the SNP are holding a minority government's feet to the fire, we're certainly more likely to have more public investment and progressive policies, not least if that is, you know, with added pressure from left wing backbenchers if Starmer hasn't purged them all by then. The, the other key reason is, I think Starmerism is very authoritarian by instinct and impulse. They don't support repealing Tory attacks on civil liberties, as Starmer's made clear. He called for the Public Order Act to be bedded in. Um, he's attacked, uh, the, the leadership has attacked the choice for not going far enough in clamping down on climate protesters.
0: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.
1: Um, the last time these sorts of people, this new Labour Blairite faction were in government, they relentlessly attacked civil liberties. I should know because I worked for John McDonnell, who was then a backbench MP, helping to coordinate backbench rebellions against these attacks on civil liberties. My first week in Parliament in 2005 was helping to whip um, de facto um, uh, Labour MPs in a successful attempt to stop 90 days detention being introduced under Tony Blair's dying premiership. Now, uh, we can see how they've operated within the Labour Party. They've waged ceaseless war on the left, despite Starmer's promise of party unity. They've stitched up parliamentary selections, and internally, Labour has been turned into some sort of dictatorship. I don't trust these people with our hard-won freedoms and our liberties. I don't trust British democracy with them at all. Um, I think their instincts are authoritarian and centralising. That's my honest opinion. And I think their authoritarianism needs to be held in check by hung parliament. And I've met these people. They're weird. They're weird, weird people. They are just socially odd people who are driven by passionate burning hatred um, of the left. They don't care about things like freedom and democracy and all the rest of it. Um, And they're, they're sort of kind of like, you know, there's different types of nerds, if you like. Nerds who are kind of, I'm pretty nerdy. Nerds who are kind of interested, obsessive about politics, that kind of thing. And then there's a kind of evil nerd who pull wings off flies. Well, that's where we're at. Now, how did Starmer's online cheerleaders uh, respond to me suggesting a hung Parliament would keep a check on the authoritarianism of Starmerism? Very straightforward. They demanded I was purged and expelled from the Labour Party. Well, that's certainly the butt of the argument, hasn't it, guys? One of them is Professor Stephen Fielding, who... He tweeted, just just asking a question. Uh, can you be kicked out of the Labour Party for, t- for calling for a hung parliament, as that's as isn't that just asking people to vote for non-party candidates? Little snitch, aren't you? Snitchy little guy. Um, I didn't call for anyone to vote for non-Labour candidates, though, did I? I just rebutted the idea that a hung parliament would be a disaster. I think if it ends up, you can't vote for a hung parliament. It's not on the ballot paper. There's no way of even coordinating it for people, uh, for a hung parliament to to happen, there's literally no way you can make it happen by campaigning for it. It's just not a thing. I'm saying that if that happens, that would be a good thing. That's all I'm saying. As it happens, I still think there'll be a Labour majority, but it depends what happens next. Um, next, mock mod sock dem. I presume that stands for moderate social democrat. If you go to his Twitter feed, little their Twitter feed, it's obviously the alts. A lot of these are alts for people. Um, that's kind of backup Twitter accounts for people who write under their own name. These people don't have the guts, obviously, to... Not the guts. I know some of you do it anonymously for lots of different reasons. But these people are clearly doing it because they just their Twitter feeds aren't very nice. So they're just trying to not associate with their name with it. Anyway, it, it, this person says, Here is Labour Party member Owen Jones advocating for a hung parliament. He's explicitly saying he doesn't want a Labour government. Time for him to be expelled. I mean, apart from the whole can-I-see-your-manager vibe... I did actually say in the in the column I want a Labour government. I just said I want it to be dependent on other political parties. The whole point is I'm calling for a minority Labour government. Um, why let facts get in the way of a slightly unhinged rant, though? I mean, <laughs> respect for that. Um, yeah, again, really rebutting the authoritarian vibes. They've added <laughs> in another tweet, time for Squealer to be turfed out. Uh, they call me, This is a favoured thing that this lot called me Squealer after the pig in Animal Farm on the basis that I do agitprop for the great leader. Now, they meant under Jeremy Corbyn, a leader of the Labour Party, who some of you got irritated about because actually I was still independent under Jeremy Corbyn and did make criticism clear when I disagreed. But nonetheless, they delighted in calling me squealer, even though they are themselves uncritical leader, cheerleaders for Keir Starmer. So it doesn't really work as an attack. I mean, it didn't, it didn't work then, but it definitely doesn't work now because who am I... Who am I the squealer on behalf of? (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Um, again, very speak to the manager. Um, They, you know, I mean, this is why I don't trust these people because these—that is the mentality of these people, which is their their view is political dissidents, political critics need to be crushed, they need to be smashed. They were always more authoritarian than the left were portrayed. The left are kind of civil libertarians. I mean and these people don't believe in a broad church they just believe in the destruction of their opposition I don't trust them with democracy these are they reflect the mentality of this particular political current uh, someone else Russ Jones who's one of the leaders of kind of what I call agro Twitter who are just again these are people who spent their time as you'll see denouncing Labour under Corbyn and now are like uncritical cheerleaders of Labour under Starmer and anyone who's not is their enemy number one? So they linked to my article, which is entitled, You know, Here's What I Want a Hung Parliament. Um, and they've added, Is it because you're an arse? I'm just guessing. It's that level of real sophisticated, nuanced, and thoughtful debate I appreciate from them. Problem is, and this is a case in point, this guy was voting Lib Dem when it mattered in 2019. <laughs> um, he also wrote um, at the time, After 30 years voting Labour, I want it to die. <laughs> I've only ever voted for the Labour Party. I joined the Labour Party when I was 15, <laughs> under Tony Blair. I voted for the Labour Party under every single Labour leader, from Tony Blair to Keir Starmer. And uh, I get denounced abusively by these people as a traitor to the Labour Party. And they were they were voting for the Lib Dems not long ago when I was voting for the Labour Party, including under their man. But that's why we need a hung parliament, in my view. And I think it's good for democracy. I think it could usher in a proper democratic system. Um, and I think it's more likely to repeal Tory policies and keep a check on these people's weird authoritarianism but I would love to hear your thoughts that's why I do these videos I spend a lot of time reading the comments uh, do like and subscribe support us on patreon.com listen to us on the podcast and I will speak to you all soon
0: imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time